0: the Teal Ninjas and the W.O.J.M. Ball. The Warriors snap their postseason season the slide. Dark Colonia, Seattle, Paris, and the Horror Show all finish on high notes. And finally, the Tacos win the Choco. It's all over but the celebrating from the ESPN Virtual Studios. It's the final 2015 edition of the What's On Joe Mind Fantasy Football League Sports Desk Championship Edition. Does anyone truly win the Choco? No, there's no winners of the Choco. just People that
1: don't show. I didn't win the Chucko. Woo!
0: Woo! Look at the final standings. <laughs> or lose the Chucko, or or however it is. Barely <laughs> avoiding the Chucko, me. "Quote unquote," win the Chucko. Just one step ahead, which kind of makes it to Justin Bell. Only not. Anyways, I'm Mike Irizarry. With me, as always, Gary Godso, Jamie Johnson. We've got a special guest host on the program. Joining us as our first ever What's on Joe My Fantasy Football League guest host in the fourth chair, <laughs> Zach. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's his eye,
2: Zartan.
0: See know you've already gone giving them Joe material. Okay,
2: uh, I'll, I'll stop.
0: You can do whatever you want. I like the cartoon Zartan won a lot this year. You got him beat, man. You got him beat. Nah, he beat me once. I got him on the rubber match. Let's take a walk over to the ladder and march up okay. and discuss Championship Week. In the contest of champions. So, anyways, we've got uh, the Chucko. Of course, the uh, two worst teams in the league duking it out. Number 14 seed Dan Uffman, Charlottesville Halls at 4 and 11, and the 13 seed New England Chuckos. That's not foreshadowing, is it, uh, of Justin Bell? <laughs> And the How do you really see him, Gary? <laughs> <laughs> the Key take the win, 86-58. Ooh. Justin Bell, a former champion, taking the ring. On the Chukko this year hasn't been seen hiding her hair up since about week three, so he earned it. Uh, Charlottesville led by Ryan Fitzpatrick's big week, 28 points. Jordan Reed, the, the Washington tight end, very quiet, solid second half of the season there. 24 points there. The, the Chukkos led by Philip Rivers, 17, and Adrian Peterson, 17, and really nothing else anywhere else in the lineup. Now are we gonna make him rock the name Chukko for the next season? You know it's there until he logs in again, so probably. <laughs>
1: Is Justin welcome back after this performance?
0: Former champ. It's always welcome back. Former champ's going to pass. How long have you guys been playing Fantasy Book? This is, is season this four. Season four of this league. Yes. Of this league. Yes. Okay. And uh, you'll have to bear with us. If, if you haven't seen the FX program, The League, we're probably going to make a couple references to it at some point. So just at, at any point, Zach, put your hand up, stop us, and we'll, we'll come back. It's excellent. Netflix, you I I'd I'd only subscribe. have eight more days of Netflix left. I'd say, I don't know if he just recommended that on Netflix or made a clumsy pass at you. I'm not sure. Netflix is something entirely else. That is a subscription. Yeah, <laughs> that's a little fetishy there. <laughs> I just couldn't get it out right. And there's no way to edit it, so I'm not going to worry about it. <laughs> Next game. So, this is how exciting the Chucko game is. We're talking about fake, horny spoofs of Netflix.
1: <laughs>
0: Go us. I'm glad you yeah. put up such a classiest element. <laughs> <laughs> are we moving on? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Are we <laughs> done with uh, Chuck over yeah, yeah. here? I, I, uh, I am. I <laughs> turn Should I turn the page? We (laughs) could totally skip the Jamie Bowl. I'm good. The Jamie Bowl? The the Horror Show versus Gary's Boss Fight t-shirt? There's an intro. That's correct. That is the Jamie Bowl. Number 12, Jamie Creech's Horror Show at 5 and 10, taking on number 11, Jamie Johnson and Gary's Boss Fight t-shirt. Horror Show takes it 80 to 70. Horror Show riding the Kirk Cousins Express. (laughs) How you like that, you like that. And I just want to
2: say, when I look at these two teams and the the personnel on these two teams, I don't know how these guys wound up being 11 and 12. You have Aaron Rodgers on one side. Well, Kirk Cousins, I understand that on the other side. But Odell Beckham Jr. I mean, Jamie, it's... uh, that's a good team. Patriots defense.
0: Let me get this straight, Jamie. You knew ODB was taking the the suspension and you put him in your lineup anyway.
1: (laughs) Mike, were you going to change my lineup again for me this week? ESPN won't let me back in. Just decided to keep it classy and see if Aaron Rodgers could pull it out for me. No such thing. (laughs) Yikes, yeah. What do you mean they won't let you back in? They locked your count up? Yeah, blocked me out or something it just makes my season more awesome by just finishing out of the chucko game and i'm just super proud of my name this year that's all i don't i don't think i'll ever come up with a better name than that for fantasy football just think
0: you have 8 months to clear up your login problem <laughs> what what's better about it is you uh you lost by 10 points because you had a receiver that scored 0 and you had a receiver that scored 11 points on your bench <laughs>
1: I could have moved Charles Sims up to the running back spot and played Jarvis Landry or Devontae Adams. Yeah, I could have easily have won this game.
0: <laughs> Kirk Cousins with forty, uh, half of the score for the for the horror show. That's pretty much how it's been for them for a long time. They didn't have anybody else in double figures. Charles Sims, as as Jamie said, seventeen points leading the way. Robbie Gold. Bears kicker. They were going to dump him two weeks ago. Now he's getting 15 points. Corey Graham, the defensive stud for Buffalo, 12 points in their big win over Dallas. I guess somebody's got to score points when you're in a 16-6 to game. It wasn't Tyrod Taylor. We'll see that later. <laughs>
1: The Cowboys dead bent on killing football this year. Strike again. That's terrible.
0: Who, who was playing quarterback for them? Did they sign John Kitna back or something? What was going on? No, Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. Boise State. The year of ex seahawk quarterbacks this year. Thanks for trampling all over my John Kitna joke there, Gary. Way to go. Because nobody cares about John Kitna. Well, that's true. <laughs> that's true. I mean, he's a former Seahawk quarterback. That's true, yeah. He was actually Charlie Whitehurst. (laughs) Charlie Whitehurst. That's that's the name of the Colts. (laughs) That's not one you're supposed to embrace, Zach. That's 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 not memory lane there. Bye, Charlie. All we were missing was Matt. And then there's Matt, Matt Hasselbeck. Colts too. (laughs) (laughs) See now that one. It's okay to reminisce about it. He was good in Seattle. He was excellent. He got, he got a more of an franchise back into the winning side, of think. You
2: know, if it wasn't for the uh, referees, we would have beat Pittsburgh in the Super Bowl.
0: Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've torn off the scab, ladies and gentlemen. Wait, wait,
2: wait. I was to you guys talk about the Patriots for a whole
0: year, and I can't bring up Pittsburgh? Uh, yeah, none of us like the Patriots. Well, I guess. None of us like oh, Pittsburgh okay. either. So, yeah, I get, you go ahead. All right. I, I, I stand correct. I can admit when I'm wrong. We hate the Steelers, too. <laughs> Anyways, we're done with that game because Jamie's team is boring. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jamie Creeks, congratulations on the Jamie Bowl. Next, we've got the Overachiever Bowl. a uh, Number nine, Paris against the number ten, Chuck Busters. Close game. Close game, tight game. Uh, went down to the wire again because Debbie likes drama. Paris pulls it out 95 to 90.5. Congratulations to Paris. I guess with the postseason win, they they finally finished 500. She's counting it at least. Hey, hey you know what? Whatever keeps confidence high. Paris was led by Drew Brees with 34 points, uh, 17 for David Johnson, 14 for Ruben Randall, and 12 for Emmanuel Sanders. Big negative three for the Giants defense. That makes me proud. <laughs> I don't know why she started the Giants'
1: defense.
0: <laughs> well, Minnesota's got a bad offense, so you figure even if they have a good week, they're going to throw like 24 on the board? No. No, they're going to explode. And if she had only started Zach Hoffman at defense, would have been better. Would have saved her three points. Okay, would have. <laughs> Next time we see Zach on the waiver wire, take him. Get him. That's the Week 16 special right there. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's resting their starters. Put in Hoffman. Thank you very much. <laughs> the
2: guy from Seattle. Only a one-man defense, and he does it all.
0: <laughs> True. Cosell. A sight of the Hulk. <laughs> <laughs> Look at him go. 27 points for Williams. <laughs> I wasn't going to finish that. I just was <laughs> starting it. If someone was going to take it and knock it off the T for me, that's fine. But I was not going to hit it. (laughs) 25 for Matthew Stafford. uh, 10.5 for Navarro Bowman. And uh, not much else going on for the Juckbusters. Good season for Ty Sam. Finished strong. uh, In in case you haven't been listening for the last six weeks. Started 0-6. So made a nice recovery to get into seven wins and and get into at least a somewhat respectable bowl game. Unlike our fantasy football expert who uh, finished
1: (laughs) 12th. We talked about it. We stunk on the road, and we just didn't play really good fantasy football. Well,
0: I, I only take input from people who win the Jamie Bowl.
1: What, are you flying around your team in the DC-3 like in Major League? Uh, but we're taking a bus, man. Taking a oh, bus. <laughs> you're taking that old Greyhound <laughs> bus like in Major League. Okay. All right. <laughs> Everybody had to read Song of Hiawatha.
0: Chuck Buster, 7-2 down the stretch. Way to go, guys. And
1: before we move on to our five faithful listeners, I just want to know, I did totally get my Debbie side boob hug this weekend.
0: We don't have five listeners. Nice. We get, about, <laughs> we get 20 people writing in to tell us that they don't listen.
2: Nice.
0: After they've listened. <laughs> go on to the next game. The next game? Why, that was, of course, the Sound and Fury Bowl. Mm -hmm. Which astute listeners will know, sound and fury signifies nothing. The number eight Fort Wadsworth Warriors uh, flew in to take on the number seven pyramid of touchdowns. No, wait a minute. Defending champion pyramid of touchdowns. Yes, one oh three seventy five Fort Wadsworth takes the game, led it by Tim Hightower. New acquisition, Tim Hightower, and his 28 points. Somehow, Gary managed to win this convincingly, despite six points out of the quarterback spot with Eli Manning. Thanks a lot, Eli. Holy crap. Wow. Eli giveth and Eli taketh away, but thankfully not, not too much. Not as often this year. No, no. 19 points for Brandon Cooks, another New Orleans player. 16 for Buck Allen because, hey, why not? He had to score some points one of these weeks. 10 for Dequel Jackson. Where would the Colts' defense be without him this year? It seems like that guy's got 15 tackles every week. I am not surprised the way that guy runs around the field that he is not a bloody stump right now. It's crazy. Pyramid of touchdowns. That's your guy, Zach. Russell Wilson leading the way, 22 points. And I think he has to give four of them back, just
2: from the... uh, Yeah. (laughs) Just, I I don't know. It's uh, We just, five games in a row, we were loving him, loving him, and then Hollywood came back. uh, You know, and and we're supposed to be good in the rain. You know, and, and all the fumbling and all the mistakes, it was just
0: in fairness, something about the Rams confounds that team. Yeah, the the Rams played hard. The Rams, the Rams played Rams hard. Played... They hate us, and uh, Jeff Fisher did a great job. He outcoached the master. So, boom. Yeah, something something about the Rams that the Seahawks have problems figuring out these last few years. Even when they do, it's usually not by much. You, you know, the Rams what they're six and nine at this point. You wouldn't think they'd even put up a fight, but something about them. About. Wilson got his bell rung hard a couple times. Yes. Oh, Aaron Donald's a beast. He's the best defense, best defensive lineman in the league.
2: But to to just to say that everybody you know it was a tough game. But I, I was watching a lot of uh, uh, Rams uh, sort of limp off the field there. So uh, it wasn't just really one sided. It was it it was a good fight. But uh, I don't know. A tough one. Yeah, tough.
0: Playing for seeding, that's a tough one. But uh, also for a pyramid of touchdowns, Bobby Wagner with 14 points. And then 10 for Darren McFadden as the Dallas Cowboys try to kill football. <laughs> Ted Ginn Jr., goose egg in the loss. What a surprise. Drops all over the place in Atlanta. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Well, if he got points for drops, he would actually would have done a little bit better in this game. If if he got points for drops, then there would be a team named Ted Ginn Jr. ha. <laughs> So
2: let me, let me ask, going into last week, did you guys believe in, in that Carolina was
0: going to do it? Yeah. Truthfully, I, I would have thought that the Giants, the classic, you know, play up to your competition and fall achingly short team uh, would push them and then they would have a couple of division games granted they're division games so you you can never rule out the upset there but atlanta just you want to talk about a mash unit and then uh, new orleans just can't stop anybody Uh, the the phrase we've been using this season has been uh, a defense dipped in kerosene yeah but you look back on it hindsight being 2020 that was a classic draft game on, on the road into shocking. division. I figured it'd have to be. If, if they lost anything, I figured it to a division team just because they would know them so well. But I did not expect Atlanta, considering they got beat 38 nothing two weeks before or something like that. Yeah, I, I'd have figured. A very erratic team. Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, I would have figured that New Orleans had a better chance just because Drew Brees is under center. But it just goes to show, now the now the pressure's off. Moving forward, we've got the 5-6 game. Number six, Darklonia Privateers, Brian Greenwood take the win over the number five Long Island RHPs at nine and eight they fall to eight six and one a tough end to the season for Rock Mastrangelo uh, his RHPs becoming increasingly flaccid as the season wore on but uh, hung in there oh, wait, for a long time that's, that's my of, bit. bit well I, I don't know if I'd be bragging about that but okay <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, Zach you know as as the newcomer yeah RHP stands for rock hard organ that starts with P nice that's from a joke that we didn't even make on our show. It's a joke that Gary and I made on another show. That's a compound joke. That's we, we give extra points for the RHPs. It's terrific.
2: And, and it's, you know, yeah, the RHP. And, and we've gone back and forth stealing each other's uh, Texans. You know, the Tex- I had the Texans. Then I gave up the Texans. Then he had the Texans. Then he gave up the Texans. It's, it's been really good.
0: Well, he, he he was glad he had the Texans this week. 21 yeah. points out of their defense. I'll just let you know, Zach, I
2: had Baldwin at one point this season. Yeah, and now I got him. <laughs> of course, when he scores
0: 12 touchdowns in three weeks. <laughs> we'll we'll touch base on him in a minute. 21 points for the Texans, a defense in the loss. Brock Osweiler had 17. A bunch of guys with 10. Kind of weird there, but 98 points for the RHPs. That's a good week. 105 for the Dark Privateers. That is right at their average. Yeah, just right right where we picked them to be. 23 points for Brandon Marshall, 17 for Dee Hopkins, 14 for Devontae Freeman, Eddie Lacy, and Jamie Collins. Only 12 on the Tom Brady f- your Revenge Tour. <laughs> Only 12 as we creak into the TB. F-U-R-T, that's almost an acronym, pulls into the station creaking these last few weeks of the season. His poor performance cost other teams. That's true. That always does though. When the when the big quarterback goes down. Yeah. How many receivers for Cincinnati have been worth anything since Andy Dalton went down? Cincinnati has receivers. Well, they got AJ Green. He was actually on the bench yeah. for the RHPs, but he playing him wouldn't have made too much of a difference. He only had 11 points, so you'd have been sitting somebody with 10 to play somebody with 11. Two points for your Seahawks defense last week. In fact. What's up with well, that?
2: they were the Legion without. You know they, they you know like this, somebody said without Cam Chancellor they're the Legion. Cam Chancellor the Legion of Boom.
0: So, there we go. It's been a tough, tough couple of weeks. On-the-spot diagnosis from a Seattle Seahawks insider. Seattle Seahawks celebrity insider. I
2: love this team like nobody's business. It's just such a joy.
0: And the last four years have been some of the best football I've ever seen. Just wonderful. So we'll put them on the record as being your second favorite team because your first <laughs> favorite team is, of course, the Seattle Dreadnoughts. Oh, yeah. Making way for the Celebrity Bowl. The Celebrity Seattle. Bowl. Oh. That's right. Number four, Seattle Dreadnoughts. And our, our guest host, Zach Hoffman, against ah. the number three, Buffalo Wild Bills of Chuck O'Ring. Seattle takes the loss. I got whooped. <laughs> 108, 89 and a half. I've seen bigger whoopings. Yeah. Look at the championship game. Anyways, <laughs> we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> it's bigger whoopings? I'm no Chuck do you <laughs> Anyways, Anyways, uh, Buffalo, with the, lay, the way was led by Julio Jones in his 23 points. Allen Robinson with 21 in uh, the everybody plays, everybody wins game in, in New Orleans. That New Orleans game was the championship game for our league. Yeah. Once Breeze got out to that big lead in that game, I knew that anybody that had any Jaguars player for the next three quarters was looking at big points because they had to make a comeback and, and you knew because the kerosene dip defense of new orleans was going to give up those points you knew that that was going to be a big scoring so if you had anybody from jacksonville in your lineup you were going to get points 23 for julio jones 21 for alan robinson 20 for blair walsh because kickers love the giants especially 20 points for a kicker hmm. what, did he kick like an 80 yarder or something what the hell is 20 points for a kicker <laughs> <laughs> 15 points for Isaiah Crowell 13 only for Cam Newton And 11 for C.J. Anderson Nice well-balanced attack Got the goose egg from Vernon Davis And one point from the curious Vincent Ray Who may have just earned a nickname Again, I, your defensive specialist Is a is a first down linebacker I, I don't know what's going on there But good season for the Wild Bills Despite their, their strange defensive specialist Meanwhile, for the Dreadnoughts 17 and a half out of Sean Lee Now that's a defensive player Doug Baldwin, 17 points, and uh, Derek Carr, 16 points. Zach Hertz chipped in with 10, and then a bunch of uh, poo-poo platter guys on the side. 89 and a half is going to win you a lot of games. To, uh, just kind of picked the wrong straw here. Uh, but good season, Zach. Eight six and one is uh, is nothing to sneeze at, especially when you haven't done this before. The best moment I had was when I was in
2: in uh, Katy, Texas, and the whole family comes into Katy, Texas, and we're all and that's where Thanksgiving is. And I'm sitting on the couch. And my cousins' uh, two sons are in their in their twenties. We're all sitting on the couch, and the football game's on. And I got my you know my Samsung S4 out, and I'm looking. It's actually no, I have my laptop on because I didn't I didn't know there was an app you could get. So I have my laptop out, and my cousin Brian goes, "What are you doing?" I said. I well, I'm, 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 I'm doing this fantasy football and both kids stand up and jump over to the, Oh, let me tell you that, you know, and they, they started helping me. So it was great. Nice. We bond. We've infected another household. <laughs> it's true. Have fun. Well, I didn't know the dreadhawks over here had hired help. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> the man yeah. ran uh, the dread Of
0: course he has goons.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, this should have been, you know, like uh, it should have been the Seattle winers because uh, in the beginning I was going, oh, I, I wasn't here for the draft and look what the computer doesn't know anything about football. I got Jay Cutler, you know, and and <laughs> and, and, and Le'Veon Bell who's suspended for three games. What am I gonna, you know? And and so and and Mike was really, uh, you know, good in walking me through this. No, oh, no, it's okay. You can make it. Don't worry about it.
0: I think I was involved in one of those emails, and you're like, I think I'm done. And I go, uh, <laughs> you did win your first game. You realize that, right? <laughs> yeah, it, How it did I Gary win? Was... I don't
2: have anybody.
0: You know, so it was Gary God. who walked you through on that one. So we, we had to give the props there. We'll, we'll get more into that in a minute. But we got to cover our championship game first. All right. Insert trumpet fanfare here.
2: Oh, sweet.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a losing trumpet from Price Is Right. We all picked uh, unanimously picked the Springfield Teal Ninjas to win the championship, so of course they lost in horrible fashion. Working out, to Big win, one hundred six to fifty nine. Wow, Tommy Fauntleroy, your team picked a bad week to not show. Todd Gurley led the way with 14 points, and not a whole lot else going on. Daryl Smith had a nice week with 11. Tyrod Taylor had 10, and the fact that he was the third best guy on the team with 10 is usually a bad sign. Caught the goose egg from Artavis Bryant, one point out of Randall Cobb. Delaney Walker's offense dried up, where the rest of the Titans... Even Antonio Brown only chipped in eight in that disgrace of a Pittsburgh-Baltimore game. I caught hints of a potential comeback when Antonio Brown caught that back shoulder, that later was reviewed as he had one foot out i'm thinking at that point okay here we go here comes the springfield comeback because then at that point every pass that rothenberger is going to throw for the rest of the game is going to antonio brown and it just didn't materialize it didn't I, happen that way no nothing. no it just I, that game hit the hit the floor like a like a wet fish on a countertop it was just awful Oregon Outpost, Blake Bortles, the MVP of the second half of fan- every fantasy football league. 34 points leading the way. Frank Gore had 21 in the shocker of the of the month. <laughs> 11 points out of steady Levante Davis and a bunch of nines and sevens beside led, led to a nice 106-point week. Congratulations to Oregon Outpost, 788. Bravo. So again, the last entrant in, Oregon Outpost got into this league at the last minute, we had a... This the season was made up of all cast. He had to at least win a division to be invited to, to the league this year, unless you're the celebrity entrant. We had somebody back out literally the night before the fantasy draft, and Aaron Rayfield stepped in as a substitute. And so he was... The last one in the pool and he is walking out with the big hardware. Of course, we, we have no real prize. The the prize is that you get to appear on a regular episode of What's on Joe Mind. I don't know what kind of a prize that is. <laughs> it's a good prize. Uh, and, and we'll cert- yeah, we'll we'll collect that somewhere down the road. We still have to get last year's winner on a show. To be fair, we actually had him booked, but he backed out on it. He did, he bailed on us. So maybe we might have to make him wait just to screw with the order things even more. I don't know. We'll figure it out. We're kind of a sadistic bunch. Your friend uh, Jay Cutler was on the bench in this game. Uh, Jay Cutler gets no <laughs> championship. But his 14 points wouldn't have been an improvement over Tyrod Taylor. There was no help uh, anywhere on in this for, for this game. So, Gary, you were saying that the New Orleans Jacksonville game was the deciding factor in this year's What's on Joe Mind Bowl. Go with that yeah. theory. It's a continuation of the thought from last week when I was saying this game was going to come down to the performance of the two quarterbacks. I said Tyrod Taylor's put up a lot of points going into the game against Dallas, but as much as the effort that Dallas is trying to give to kill the sport of football, they do have a good defense. Tyrod was playing a, a decent Dallas defense, albeit at home, but it was out of the elements where it was wet, and it was a sloppy, poor game. At that point, if I was Teal Ninja's team owner, I probably would have been getting a little worried because uh, I don't think I'm going to win this game. And sure enough, Blake Bortles, who had to put up big points because he was down 21-0 really before his team got a chance to get on the field for any type of prolonged offense. And without their star running back, TJ Yeldon, he, the way that he's been all year, he's been a fantasy he said, where he's got over 34, 35 touchdown passes this season. You knew he was going to put a big points to bring his team back, and you knew that was going to be benefiting the Oregon Outpost." which turned out to be that way. It was the Saints getting out ahead of the Jaguars. Big, early influenced this game a lot. To touch on another piece from last week, uh, Jamie, you mentioned the possibility of playing Ben Roethlisberger over Bortles. (laughs) Try and double up any points that Brown and Bryant may may score for the Teal Ninjas. That would have been a drop in 34 points from Blake Bortles to 2 for big ben and they still would have won it just would have hit the dart our championship game would have been extra
1: (laughs) (laughs) it would have involved the cowboys trying to kill football.
0: we all dissed megatron 13 points we all said no they're expecting 12 points out of megatron 13
1: points this goes to show that's why they play the games right or we stink as we all pick the 59 point springfield field inches I'm personally blaming
0: Gary. I picked him. Gary's over there celebrating a 7th place victory. I will take that 7th place victory and I will celebrate it until I can't celebrate anymore. Jamie is thrilled that he wasn't in the Chucko game. That's next year. And I don't even have a team because I I hate fantasy football. That's next year too. (laughs) This was a lot of fun. But I have a question for
2: you. How did you traverse all the injuries? It was insane. I mean, my thought was that Marcus Mariota was going to be the rookie of the year and he just his offensive line was so bad that he got injured that was the end of that you have to have two quarterbacks there's just no question about that and who could have had a worse year than uh, the guy from san francisco kaepernick nobody oh and it Made just started tea.
0: with the guy from green bay going you're no russell wilson yeah. yeah. As he's up yeah, he, he, just the ground. He plateaued. I don't know if that's a mental thing or if he just physically doesn't have the ability. i, I It's kind of well, tough to tell. He's, he's so gifted an athlete that I, I have to think that it's just something in something in his head. Well, Alex Smith's got to be sitting there going, ha! Ah.
2: Also, it's <laughs> the right coach. And I think that's why they gave Russell Wilson the big contract, because he performs for, for Pete. I don't know if he would be that guy in another system but in this system he's the guy it it
0: works well when it works i think russell wilson this year took a lot of a lot of strides towards not being a system guy i think he this is the year that everybody's starting to believe that he's good wherever you put him because man he really started to sling it about halfway through the season and uh tom brady was not the only one with a a revenge tour going on there was the doug baldwin revenge tour Oh, man. <laughs> that he's not in the Pro Bowl is just amazing. He will. He'll get in. Some of them will drop out. It, it's the Pro Bowl. Eight guys have to drop out from each position to the point where I think Jamie was in the Pro Bowl last year. But Good effort, Jamie.
1: Not last year, but I have been a special teams All-Pro twice.
0: He's the, uh, the holder.
1: <laughs> good job, Jamie. Laces out. Laces out.
0: He's so good at holding that they actually call his position the cuddler. <laughs> that brought a Paul I think. <laughs> all right. So uh, shall we get to the final standings, the final, final standings? <laughs> you know what
2: really screwed me up was the bye week. And that's because I think it was at one point I wanted all Seahawks. And then all of a sudden they had a bye week and I had like three
0: people that could play. We've mentioned it a number of times. You were playing with an awful lot of home cooking. <laughs> 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 and, and that and the that and the NFC West. You were very rich with the NFC West roster. I, I, I yeah. <laughs> when they all went on bye week at one point you, you were
2: scrambling. I was. I was like <laughs> I'm losing half my team here. Yeah,
0: I think oh, Lance yeah. Kendrick's got a couple of starts at tight end. Which <laughs> is fascinating because he doesn't even start for the Rams. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I was short a tight
2: end all year long. I couldn't find a tight end. You know, like look, look who I wound up with, Zach Ertz.
0: So it's not a bad way to, to finish up. You got to spin the wheel and land somewhere. There might as well be a guy who catches touch. Tight end has been the bane of my existence. Any time I played fantasy football. Okay, you get in that draft, you got to pick one early. The last two years, my first pick in, in each one of our drafts has been a tight end. Just because I know that there's so few good ones. But then you have someone like Gary freaking Barnage that comes out of nowhere. And you're like, well, I had no idea to take him because he probably wasn't on anyone's ranking list. Barely on the depth chart. This dude is a fantasy scoring machine. But the tight end position is very critical. Otherwise, you get a guy that maybe gets you two, three points <laughs> We'll march up the ladder one more time to just to get the final standings in, and then we'll, we'll talk to Zach a little bit about this season. But, of course, our Chucko losers, Justin Bell, the New England Chuckos, number 14. Number 13, the Charlottesville Keel Halls, uh, saving some respectability, uh, at least winning one game when it counts. Thank you for logging in the last three weeks, Dana. Number 12, fantasy football quote expert, Jamie Johnson. And Gary's Boss Fight t shirt. Number 11, Saving Some Face in the Jamie Bowl, Jamie Creek, and The Horror Show. Number 10, The Chuck Busters and Ty Sam's. Number 9, Debbie Godso and the Paris Nanomites. Number eight, Pyramid of Touchdowns, defending champions. Finished eight and seven. Good run for Pyramid touchdowns this year. They got off to a rough start too and finished strong. But they, they lose in the Sound and Fury Bowl to number seven, Gary Godso and the Fort Wadsworth Warriors. Lucky number seven. Playoff victories, baby. Hey, this coach gets to stay on for another season. Yes. <laughs> number six, the RHPs of Rock Bestrangelo, finishing one step ahead of Gary at standard. Not last year. Dark Claudia. <laughs> <North Carolina. laughs> That's true. Number five, Dark Privateers and Brian Greenwood rescuing what threatened to be a lost season about halfway through. Imagine what he could have done if he didn't go through that five-game losing streak in the middle of the season. Yeah, especially scoring. He was scoring 100 points a week. Couldn't win a game. 106.5 points a week. Eight and seven. That's a tough season right there. (laughs) Number four, the highest finisher on this program, Zach Hoffman and the Seattle Dreadnoughts. Big hand, big hand. Way to go. Standing home. in the Parthenon of what's on Joe Mai Fantasy Football League. Celebrity guests by far and away. He hustled us. A legend is born. We've been speaking.
2: <laughs> you guys have now sucked me in. I have now, like, now I'm
0: in. I can't, I can't like, go through a season without fantasy football now. Yes, it's so too nice. much fun. We only got to fill 13 spots for next year, guys. You heard it. That's a contract. I'm totally in. If you guys <laughs> will have me back, I'm in. All right. Two teams are in for next year. We're going to have to take Jamie to the tribunal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Number three, third place winners of the Celebrity Bowl, Chuck O'Ring and the Buffalo Wild Bills, 10 and 5. Great season. Nipping at the heels of the Teal Ninjas all, all year long in a tough, tough Dixon division. Number two, the same Teal Ninjas, Tommy Fauntleroy, going from Chuck O to the penthouse. Uh, just couldn't quite get it done in that last week. And then our, our champion, Aaron Rayfield, good man, Yankee fan, Oregon Outpost 788, from the Hama, nine and six in the regular season, and your what's on Joe mind contest of champion champions. Way to go! Excellent, Aaron. I'm just you know letting Freddie Mercury sing a little bit here. <laughs> 788 in your program, number one in your fantasy football. <laughs> there we go. We are the champions. We are the champions. All right, so let's take the let's go back in the clock a little bit. Let, let's and talk to our, our our fantasy football celebrity guest again, Mr. Zach Hoffman. You know him as uh, Zartan from the old Sunbow GI Joe cartoons. Uh, we are deliberately putting a thumb in the eye of all G.I. Joe fans by not asking him about that today. OK. And uh, they, they know Ow. they know who they Ow. are.
2: Ow. <laughs> Got a thumb in my eye. God.
0: But, God. but truthfully, you, you know, if you if that's what we can't stop here. You. You, you can talk about it if you want. But so we go back about about five months or so. Okay. And uh, we knew you were a big NFL fan from when we had had you on the, the big show a number of times. You were, you were always talking about the Seahawks. You were thrilled about going to back-to-back su- Super Bowls. Uh, so we knew we had a sports fan. Yeah. So you were, you were a logical pick on our side as somebody who maybe would be interested in playing fantasy football. Tell us about your experiences with fantasy football before we got to you. I, I had no use for it. I didn't know
2: anything about it. That's it. I used to bet the games. I used to bet the point spreads and the games and stuff like that. And, and uh, I, you know, I, I followed football for, for years and years and years and years and years. And I stopped betting. It just never appealed to me. It just, I just, I don't know what it was. It just, uh, why would you not have, it's your team. You have a team. I don't know. But then I got slowly into it. I sort of got dry, you know, it's, I feel like, you know, Al Pacino. Uh, you know what? And they pull you back in, you know, and, and that's what happened. <laughs> Just it, it was like it's a lot of fun. And then, of course, being uh, somebody who plays and I'll do the, you know, the play plays Zartan. I understand, it, you know, it gives you like, oh, I understand now how you, you know, like the bad guy. You feel like everybody got a chance to pick. Like I'm playing with all these guys who got to pick Aaron Rodgers and. I wanted Brady, you know. Well, I wanted these guys. A lot
0: of good that did Jamie, so.
2: Over <laughs> <laughs> 12. Over 12. You, you make your point. You make your point. <laughs> uh, but I got to, you know, I got to sort of, you know, sort of weave and bob and, you know, grab somebody over here and grab somebody over there. And I, I wound up luckily winning a few games in the beginning. and And then I got sucked in. It was great.
0: When we confronted you with this, it was just after we had had you as a, as a guest. Why on earth did you actually say yes? Um, just
2: being a nice guy. I, I, no, <laughs> I, 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 say it, you know, say it, it's something that, that sounded interesting to me. And I played, here's <laughs> what happened to me is I got sucked into playing fantasy baseball. Oh, and uh, that's, that's that even tough. Was wow. Terrible. It was terrible. It was, it was a, you know, cause, You can imagine, you know, and so then, so then that was, so I just went, but this has got to be way better because it's finite. It's 16 weeks. It just happens once a week. You're not playing every three days. You know, it's, it, this has got to be much, much, much more doable, much more manageable. It wasn't going to take up hours and hours of my time. It was going to be something that I could look at once a week and spend a half hour and make some moves and things like that and I should be done. And that's what I thought. I thought, yeah, I could do this. This is probably easy versus like, playing fantasy baseball.
0: Well, you have a lot of good points there. I love baseball. Like Baseball is, is what I consider my game even more so than football. Um, and wow, fantasy baseball is a harsh mistress. Oh, I guess the follow-up question to what you were saying is, did we wind up taking up hours and hours of your time anyway?
2: Not really. The problem for me was during uh, Labor Day weekend, was it Labor Day weekend? Um, I'm trying yes. to remember when the tie was. And I, I'm trying to remember when I, I you know, like that that tie that I had with uh, Long Island. Ah. If I, <laughs> Gary, I couldn't Gary, you're get the to lead a screen, to I couldn't get to my team. I, I, I didn't even, <laughs> if I would have been able to look and I would have seen there was a guy who, he had a big o he was out i couldn't you know if i would have just put somebody in there i i would have been you know i wouldn't have had the tie week nine the 8585 tie what week was that what, what when was that week nine i don't know the exact
0: date i just know the week and you had <laughs> you had mark ingram starting that he just went on the no, anyway, I don't know who was on the big O, because those are those are changed. Let me see, who got zero points for you? Malcolm Floyd? Sounds about right. And you put the Raiders' defense in there, who got you <laughs> minus five. So if you just not played a defense, you would have won the game. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Once again, the What's On Joe Mine would have scored you more points
1: than the uh, Oakland
0: Raiders. I, and we I had, had a pretty, pretty good, good, we had a pretty good season on defense. Yes, we did. <laughs> So going forward, should you ever need assistance with that, uh, I, I I do help people out with that if you can get me a, an email in time. Okay. So I guess we probably should have revealed that to you at some point long before now.
2: Week 16. Yeah, that would have been good at week two. <laughs> that would have, uh, would
0: have helped me out. <laughs> he is a benevolent uh, commissioner. He he would have hooked you up. He's done it before. In fact, I, I believe he did it for our now current reigning champ last year. Yeah, and Jamie once a couple weeks ago. Well.
2: It, it was just too much fun. And like I said, you know, like once the kids knew what I was doing and they showed me, hey, there's an app on your phone, you, you know, and so it, it just made things nicer and it was fun.
0: We, of course, we throw this together at the last minute because they start football season every year around the same time and somehow it still sneaks up on us. <laughs> you were you were very gracious. You joined in at last minute. We had our draft at the last minute, literally the day before the season started and you were on vacation and not able to, to be a part of the live draft. So you had an, an auto right. draft um, oh. at which point you came back from vacation. We're, we're heading into week two. Uh, <laughs> we started receiving panicky emails from you. Uh, at which point- of course, if I would have saw that lineup at first, I'd be like, I want out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jay Cutler.
2: Ah. It's all random. And I'm thinking, no, no, it's I'm picking 13th and I get Jay Cutler. What the heck's going on here? They're setting me up for failure. <laughs> Zartan strikes back.
0: <laughs> you had uh, just being part of the league is really embarrassment enough. But uh, <laughs> so we started receiving uh, panicky emails. You know, yeah. guys, I missed the draft. I don't know if I'm a part of the league. Did it kick me out because I wasn't there? <laughs> Truthfully, nobody showed up for the live draft. I think we had four people in the live draft, including me, and I don't pick a team. So the, the live draft was not an event for the calendar. But it did leave you with some questionable additions to your roster, including uh, Mr. Levion Bell. However, despite playing him in week one, you managed to pick up a win. And then in week two, when you were still kind of in flux with this, managed to pick up another win. And then from there on out, Gary kind of guided you on how to massage the waiver wire what is our term for massaging the waiver wire gary roster baiting that is correct roster baiting Ooh. i led him up until week three when our team had the matchup and then when he beat me i was like oh no i'm he he's on his own <laughs> that's it i was done you're done yeah so you beat me so to fill everybody in gary created this monster and uh it is entirely his fault should zach hoffman beat you in the future <laughs> thank you very much
2: well, and and now I, I, you know I understand that you can't do home cooking.
0: You know what? I'll give you, you some props that if you're going to home out, you picked a good stretch of four games to have all the Seattle receivers: Doug Baldwin and Jermaine Curse and uh, and all those other guys who are just catching touchdown Tyler Lockett, after touchdown. Tyler Lockett. yeah. Once after
2: the uh, after the bye week was over, I was like, okay, now let, let me find these guys. Where are they? cause I knew we were going to come through eventually.
0: Even the Miller kid at tight end had a couple of good weeks after after Jimmy Graham went down. You had him, yep, up and down, up and down performance out of him, but that's going to happen. He's wow. no Jimmy Graham. They had to reconfigure the offense without him and then they had to reconfigure it back with him and uh, whatever. Yeah, I miss tough kid in a way. tough spot. I learned a
2: lot. It was a lot of fun. And I can see how you guys spend a lot of time. And this was as far as injury goes. One of the craziest seasons ever.
0: Yeah, that was frustrating for a lot of people.
2: But look at the game yeah, last we had, uh, night. A number, you of couldn't teams. have gotten a bigger game last night than than uh, uh, Denver Cincinnati. And and who were the two quarterbacks?
0: <laughs> you you know, yeah. it was it Why, should have been Peyton, Manning and, and Dalton. Oh, AJ McCarron and Brock Osweiler. You take that life. One of the pages that you can look at for your team is your roster summary, and it brings up everybody that's been on your roster, whether they're still on your team or not. Mm. You got Mark Ingram IR, Le'Veon Bell IR. Even though you didn't have him when he went on the IR, you had Thomas Rawls at one point. You literally tried everybody out, I think, in the league at running back at one point, and you decided (laughs) on Cameron Artis Payne for the last game of the season. Uh. Sadly, in a lot of leagues that I've been in, that is pretty typical where you're in the last game of the season and you have somebody that I have Buck Allen on my team. He is the third string running back for Baltimore, but you sure as hell weren't playing him week one. The Week 16, the Week 17 lineups are always fun to look at because you're like, who the hell is that? And they got their 15 minutes of NFL fame, and you may never hear from them again. I think last year it was Boom Heron. That was Debbie's, the one she hung her hat on a lot. Gary, what, do you have any pressing questions on the season that was for Zach Hoffman? No, I do not. It was a pleasure to play him. He beat me in the first one and in the first matchup we had. I'm like, ah, that's it. I'm not. no, no, no more free advice. <laughs> When the rubber match came, I got even, which is fine for by me because I needed that win late in the season. If he wants to come back next year, he is welcome on back. You knew Gary was Ooh. mad because he didn't even help you beat Debbie. <laughs> <laughs> You're right about the injuries, man. It was a it was a weird year when, when guys who don't miss time, you know, Marshawn Lynch goes down, Peyton Manning goes down. Just guys who play every week, week in, week out, and they're missing time. This was, right. this was rough. You would have done
2: well to have Matt Hasselbeck. There was like a four-week stint where Matt yeah. Hasselbeck, he was your fantasy guy. Just strange.
0: Yeah, shine came off of that, Apple. But for a while there, when the Colts were, were playing that middle part of the schedule, he was money. He was. Jamie Johnson, any questions or thoughts for, for Mr. Hoffman?
1: How does it feel to know that Debbie got so by making Marshawn Lynch the first overall pick in the draft— ruin Marshawn Lynch's entire season.
2: <laughs> I, I truly can't put that on Debbie.
0: Truly, I'd love to. All Seattle fans that he knows, he's going to point out at Debbie's Facebook page. There's why we don't have a running attack this season. Yeah, we might want to get Debbie off Facebook for a couple of days.
2: <laughs> How amazing is the two guys, both gone, And then they bring in Christian Michael and they bring in Bryce Brown. And the next week happens. I mean, Christian Michael was a a big fantasy guy. He had over
0: 100 yards. I think he had a touchdown. I think in relief of Rawls. Right. After we get done with uh, the, the fantasy stuff, we always turn to the, the real-world NFL. Gary, we'll let you go first. Your thoughts on the NFL going forward and your Super Bowl champion pick. We were talking about this ourselves, yeah, I believe offline. It's like, wow, the Steelers look pretty good. I would hate to play them in the playoffs. And then all of a sudden, to quote Jim Mora, Uh, playoffs. (laughs) Yeah. They just crapped the bed in a huge fashion against (laughs) a team they should have really beat the crap out of this weekend. But hey, that's a divisional matchup, so they're going to be tagged. That is the very definition. When you look up in the dictionary the phrase "crap the bed." (laughs) That's what you see. I cannot tell you who looks good in the AFC right now. To throw one out there, Kansas City looks like a valuable candidate just like anybody else right now. If not, maybe a little bit better because they have seemingly a complete team around them and they haven't been ravaged by injuries other than Jamal Durham. Yeah, Justin Houston's been out and they've covered. It's really weird that that team is so deep defensively that, that one of the best defensive players in football is missing, has been missing for a month, and they haven't missed a beat. Nine in a row, maybe they peak too soon, but you got to take Kansas City seriously. I think New England is perfectly beatable. The Bengals, it's going to be another year of them not winning the playoff game because Dalton decided he wanted to make a crazy tackle. So shame on him. Broncos, they might get to the championship. They, they might even get to the Super Bowl, but I think your eventual AFC champion is probably going to be one of the wild card winners. And I do not want to play the Cardinals, or for that matter, Seattle in the playoffs at all. You're sandbagging, God, so who's your pick?
1: Let's be a little bit different. Cardinals over Kansas City. Jamie Johnson. Man. Can I pick the Redskins? You can. Can I take the Kirk Cousins train? I'm going to be honest with you, and I am on record as saying it before Zach was here, but I'm going to take the Seahawks. Those St. Louis games are just, they're odd. They're out of place. They're always out of place. They always play them the top. I think Seattle has really been playing the best down the stretch. I think with that experience, man, the Cardinals look good, but we're all just going to on the Panthers, but I'm gonna go something super boring, and I'll, I'll take Seattle over the Patriots. A rematch of last year. Nice, double
0: conference chance. I bet they run it in this time. Yeah, I bet you they run that ball. Give it to, to Freddie, or give it to the fullback, give it to somebody who's get used to getting the yard. I don't know. How about a quarterback read option? They don't butter any bread with that play. You're crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and throw in here. We'll, we'll finish up with Zach, but I'll, I'll go ahead and go here. Uh, I love how the Cardinals look offensively. Uh, I think we're going to come down to Cardinals-Panthers in, in the NFC Championship. That's going to be a great game. That'll be fantastic, I think. I, I like Arizona to, to get out of there to the Super Bowl. Uh, in the AFC, I I believe in the Chiefs. You know me, I love defense. Uh, and the Patriots, I don't think, are going anywhere. you got to give some credit to Alex Smith, too. Absolutely. He's not getting you a lot of fantasy points. But, but dude's not turning the ball over. No, no, he, he he had four giveaways back in week two, and I think he's had four since. He is an absolute stud, and he's winning games with his head and his legs, as well as his arm. So I like Kansas City to get to that point, but I don't think they've got quite enough in the tank. I like Carson Palmer and the Cardinals to win it all. Zach Hoffman, you're a celebrity guest. You get to hit cleanup. All right, well... I think it's going to be the AFC final game
2: will be the Patriots against Kansas City, and I think Kansas City—it's the feel-good uh, story. It's the island of broken toys, you know. It's the two—it <laughs> really—it's the two guys that have been thrown away, the coach and the quarterback, and they come back. The coach builds a defense, and these guys, I think, are going to go to the Super Bowl, and then. Uh, It's any one of three teams. It's so Carolina's here, and yet, you know, Carson Palmer, that's who I wanted. Carol's coming to Seattle, and he's going to get Carson Palmer somehow. That's my fantasy football. But I believe that uh, if it's not, I think somehow— Carolina might just upset. So after one loss
0: this weekend, we're calling a beat at the Panthers, an upset in the playoffs? Yeah. I believe you. I think I would have used the exact same words. so I think the league has figured out how to play a little bit, but it's, like, amazing. Before, we're like, 16-0, they're going to go all the way, and then they lose one game. I've heard more than one person say this. I think it'll be an upset in the, in the playoffs if the Panthers beat the Cardinals or whatever. And I do.
2: I think they could go. It's like the year of uh, the Dallas Cowboys when uh, they're running back. Emmitt Smith said, get on my back and I'm going to win the Super Bowl. And I think that Cam Newton is that guy. Get on my back and we're going to walk to the Super Bowl. I think if they they get in, that's my pick. But in my heart of hearts, The Hawks. The Hawks. <laughs>
0: That's what we wanted to hear.
2: I'm in. I'm all the way in. I can't not be, uh, you know, the Hawks. But I'd love to see the Hawks play. Uh, I'm, I'm really sure on Kansas City. I'd love to see the, the Hawks play Kansas City. And, uh, you know, I, I just think
0: that is the story of the year. I lived in Kansas City briefly. And you want to talk about fans that is just starved for any kind of legitimate success. They got their World Series this year. That's a football town. If they haven't been awful. They've had really good regular season records only to get thumped by teams with nine wins like the Colts a, a couple of times. And man, they hate the Colts in Kansas City just for the record. <laughs> that no punt game was awesome. Like Colts fans have no idea how much the Chiefs hate them. They're not even fair. It's a rivalry. That's how bad it is because you have to win once in a while for it to be a rivalry and the Chiefs don't beat the Colts ever.
2: I was an Oakland Raider fan for, for a, a little bit of time there, you know, the Marcus Allen years. And, man, Kansas City, they, they've they had it, you know, they've had it tough. They've been in a tough division. You know, it's, they've been fighting Denver. They've been fighting, you know, Oakland when they were, were good. Now they've been like dog dog dupe for years. And then San Diego, who usually bring it. But this year they have a lot of
0: problems. Oh, that's an old divisional foe of the Seahawks. Oh, yeah. Back in the day, yeah, that's Back the old AFC
1: West yeah. matchup. Yep. That's, Kennedy. The, that's the famous Bo Jackson, Bosworth, not oh. so much of a showdown play. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, is that brutal? You mentioned the Raiders, and one thing we haven't
0: really talked about is next season, what next season looks like. I think if you're a Raiders fan, next season looks really good to you.
2: Oh, man. Certainly when you talk about Coach of the Year coming from where he came from to, to start, he's building a team. The Raiders are looking good.
0: That roster was was barely pro-worthy maybe two seasons ago, and they've turned it around to, to being respectable and competitive pretty quickly. And yeah, Jack Del Rio. Jack. Besides the recent success, my enduring thought of the Seahawks is always a Monday night football game where Dan McGuire got the start at quarterback. Mark McGuire's brother. Yes. Who was not good at sports at all. And basically, they're playing They're playing the Raiders. And they run a fake run to the fullback. It's basically student body right to the fullback. Only Dan McGuire keeps it and rolls out to the left. In the left flat is Kurt Warner with a C. One of the great tailbacks that nobody remembers. And basically, Dan McGuire has Kurt Warner. They are on their own five-yard line. Kurt Warner is going to run. For a 95-yard touchdown, Dan McGuire has to throw a five-yard pass to him, and he (laughs) (laughs) two-hopped. And Kurt Warner, God bless him, he just stood there with showing his hands to Dan McGuire, you know, like, I'm open just stood there. He didn't didn't move. He didn't look dejected. He didn't put his head down. He just let the ball just bounce to him, and he stood there for a second, and he kind of got that faraway look in his eye as he looked down the field at the end zone that he was not allowed to go into. And that, that was ultimately my, my thoughts of the Seahawks for a number of years until this, this last wave of success with Pete Carroll. So it, it's certainly been a more entertaining brand of football to watch. I saw the Seahawks play the Oakland Raiders
2: at the Kingdom. And it was Warren Moon was the quarterback. And they beat the Raiders 38-37. It was a fantastic game.
0: It was unbelievable. And it was the Cortez Kennedy, Sam Adams years. I love that nice. defense. Those guys could play. They, you were not scoring a lot on that team most weeks. Do you have any parting shots for, for the fandom at large and, uh, and aspiring celebrity fantasy footballers anywhere? Just that Zartan says...
2: Keep coming on to fantasy football.
0: (laughs) Sartan's in. Yeah, he's in. Sign him up for season five. We have our contest of champion. Championship contest edition. (laughs) (laughs) Or something like that. We'll figure out a theme later. I should just actually
2: get the Dreadnoughts together, and we should just own the team together. And then the nice. fighting should go on about who's going to play where.
0: You get those guys together. We'll give each of you each of you a team. You can have your own division. with <laughs> <laughs> would it be the grape soda division. Can
2: I just say that one of the highlights of my year was was going to Springfield? Yeah, that was absolutely that made 2015 pretty special. That was nice. Yeah, I just had the best time, and I, I just had so much fun with the fans and what a great time I had and then hanging out with Morgan and Brian <laughs> tore up the town
1: it was
0: Springfield that's not a lot of pairing but you did a good uh, job of it anyway. I, know. <laughs> I know one place and <laughs> I just, I just think all, all of that led to all of this <laughs> pretty much pretty much <laughs> puts it all in perspective doesn't it I didn't mean, didn't mean to bring it down around the year thanks Mark. not my year uh, a, it was a good year good year for me so that'll, uh, that'll wrap it up for the Fantasy Football League Sports Desk for, for another season. Thank you so much for, for taking part, and, and even the folks who don't like us and wrote in to tell us, we feed on your <laughs> hatred uh, to the folks who wrote in and did like us. We, we especially thank you as we feed on your love. So for my co-host, Jamie Johnson, uh, Gary Godso, and special guest host, Zach Hoffman, remember this is uh, the What's on Joe Mind Fantasy Football League, and our motto is...
2: Beat Chuck. Just by playing.
0: Fantastic. Good night, everybody. Have a good year. We'll see you next year. See you next year.